Hello, this is episode 233. And today we're chatting about a deep dive into connecting the dots between mindset, our thoughts and our beliefs and our health and our life, targeting our health through our mind, body and spirit. And by doing this, we're able to fully heal. We're chatting about mindset. And this is so powerful because you are powerful. And if you listen to my other podcast, Love Rebel, you can search for Love Rebel on your favorite podcast player or head on over to leannevogel.com to check out the podcast there. You are so powerful. And when we start to shift our mindset and we start to look at things a lot differently, that can massively affect our health. We're going to be talking about the keto media surge, switching from vegetarian to eating meat again. And all the mindset shifts around that. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me anything. Also, you can catch up on previous podcast episodes by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Our guest today is Dr. Nikki Steinberger, PhD, who eats, lives, and breathes everything holistic health and loves coaching, speaking, and writing. She's the author of Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes, 16 Holistic Practices to Prevent and Reverse Diabetes and Reclaim Joy, Vitality, and Plenty, endorsed by Dr. Christine Northrup. With a health psychology focus, Dr. Nikki helps middle-aged women kickstart their physical and mental health with zero dieting and sustain a healthy lifestyle. You can find Dr. Nikki's blog over at Dr. Nikki, that's N-I-C-K-I Steinberger, S-T-E-I-N, B-E-R-G-E-R.com. You can also find her on Instagram with the same name, Dr. Nikki Steinberger. And her book is over on her blog as well. And I've included a free practice checklist that Dr. Nikki has put together for you. So you can find that in the show notes over at ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Hello, hello, podcast listeners. A big thank you to Leanne for welcoming me on the podcast to share my work during this takeover. It is truly my honor and I'm ready to have fun and share some goodies, perhaps a few gems. So before I dive in, and even before I introduce myself, uh, shout out to Leanne. I just really want to say that I so appreciate your body positive messages, particularly when I see you on Instagram, your feminist foundation for putting yourself out there, putting your body out there, honoring all shapes, sizes, and you know, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and share that vulnerability with all of us and your community. I really get a lot out of it and it moves me 
to see you doing that. And it inspires me. And I say, uh, you know, let me even do half of what you're doing. And um, really, really good, positive stuff for all of us women and men alike. So again, thank you so much for that. So folks, uh, my name is Dr. Nikki. And a little bit of background, I'm a health psychology coach, an author, speaker, and teacher. Uh, blessed to be able to uh, share my work today in this creative uh, spectrum we have of uh, technology, online and offline. And I help middle-aged women kickstart their physical and mental health. Zero dieting approach and learn how to sustain a healthy lifestyle. So the emphasis is on lifestyle, and that is holistic, meaning mind, body, and spirit. I have found working with clients, working with myself, and with my friends and family, that if we are not targeting uh, health through our mind, through our body, and through our spirit, it is uh, not quite sustainable. We don't hit all the parts because if we negate any essential part of ourselves, then we limit our capacity, our potential to fully heal and live our life's potential. So my work and when I'm working with folks is always holistic-based, and that's where we start, that's in the middle, that's the journey, and that is where we end. So a uh, little bit of what I'm going to talk about today, and I'm going to bounce uh, off a few areas that are all relevant to each other and relevant to this podcast. We are going to jump into mindset, and um, particularly the link between mindset and our health, physical and mental, going to take a bit of a deep dive to decipher this concept that we hear about quite a bit, and it goes much deeper than, quote unquote, think positive, uh, but let's see why we want to think positive and how our thoughts and beliefs actually affect our health and our life. I'm going to touch upon the keto media surge and... Um, you know, the blast that keto is having right now in our communities. I'm going to share two things I really appreciate, like, and can get behind in this keto surge, and two things where I think there's an opportunity for improvement or enhancement, and we'll talk about that. I'll share a little bit about my transition from 38 years of vegetarianism for the most part, and why I shifted that just a couple of years ago, what made me go from vegetarian to a meat eater, and what was going on with my health, and a bit about that transition. Reversing type 2 diabetes, I did publish a book this year called Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes, and I'll talk a little bit about that and perhaps share uh, a myth and a practice from my book. And uh, then I'll share with you a checklist that I have for all of you. It's uh, cutting edge, it's pretty out of the box, and it will help you kickstart both your physical and mental health. And if you are on 
the diabetes spectrum, anywhere from metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, fatty liver type 2 diabetes, high blood sugar, it will help you get that under control. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Okay, so you're likely supplementing with collagen, and if you've been following me a while, you know I don't align with any collagen brand because the quality is about the same everywhere. And my motto is, supplement with the stuff, just get one that's easy to find, doesn't break the bank, and use it often. But okay, so I found this beauty collagen that's 25 to 40% less expensive than other brands while having the same quality. So there's that. Plus, I'm about to share a 25% off coupon code with you, and I'm really excited about this. The brand is Fancy Formulas. It's the only collagen powder enhanced with MCT oil powder, biotin, and hyaluronic acid for bonus skin, hair, and nail benefits. And because of the added MCT oil powder, you can just add this collagen mix directly to water. You don't need any fancy smoothie making skills or coffee. You don't need a blender. Just mix with water and enjoy it. Pairing the collagen with MCT fats slows the absorption of protein and makes it so that you don't need to add it to anything else but water. Okay, there's three flavors. My favorite flavor before bed is the turmeric blend, and I can't go the morning without the charcoal lemonade before I break my fast. Now, you can go to fancyformulas.com slash KDP. Use the coupon code KDP for 25% off your entire purchase. Okay, that's fancy formulas.com slash KDP. Use the code KDP for 25% off. I don't know when this code is going to expire. I know that it will fairly soon. So if you're like, I need to load up with collagen, do it and enjoy it. Let's talk mindset. Mindset being your thoughts and your beliefs. Why is this important and how does it actually affect your health and your life? Beyond thinking positive, why should we think positive other than it pretty much feels better than thinking negative, but doesn't seem to hold us, sustain us into continuing to think positive because we tend to not explore this deep enough to understand why and how to connect the dots. So let's start out with this. Uh, We all have thoughts. We all have long-held beliefs. Some of those beliefs are myths at this point. They don't serve us well. Uh, Some of our thoughts and beliefs do serve us well. Some are unintentional. They are knee-jerk reactions that set off a course, a cause, an effect that brings us into a reality that we do not understand. So when we break this down, what we know is that our thoughts and our beliefs create our emotions. So you have a thought and that makes you feel a certain way. And from that feeling, from that emotion, that drives our actions, the things we do and the actions that we don't take. And from those actions and inactions, we produce results or what we call reality, right? So when we are saying whatever we're saying, whatever we're thinking, there's a tendency to 
believe that we are, quote unquote, reporting the news. We're simply sharing what the truth is that we think it is. We're simply sharing what we see in front of us, what we think reality is, what people are doing, what people are saying, how our health is, you know, what's going on with our work, our finances, et cetera, relationships. Well, the truth is that we're not just reporting the news, we're actually charting our course. Uh, This is extremely different. Rather than just speaking something that we think is obvious because we're looking at it and it's in front of us, while blindly not knowing we are charting the waters of our life, of our health. And that is because our thoughts create our feelings, our emotions. Our emotions are what drive our actions. And from our actions, we produce our results. So one action, one thought and and feeling is going to drive a very different kind of action than another one. And our results or our reality then is going to be very different. So for instance, when it comes to your health, if you think, I can't get beyond that, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, whatever health condition it is, I can't get beyond that, I'll go to the doctor, uh, I'll do whatever he or she says, it's out of my control, right? And especially like if we have heavy symptoms, if we have a diagnosis, It's out of my control. I can't do anything about that. Well, how is that going to make you feel? That might make you feel defeated, frustrated, depressed, right? From those kinds of feelings, the actions you might take would be avoidance, withdrawal, checking out, you know, not helping yourself. And the result of that may likely be, since it reflects back to our thoughts, it being out of your control and not helping yourself, right? And then this reality, then for sure you're going to say, because you say it, you know, you see it, look, I told you it's out of my control. Well, you know what? You were right. You proved your thoughts right. Now, on the other hand, if you were to take the circumstance of your health or your health condition, And now you choose an intentional thought and say, you know what? I'm getting in the driver's seat of my health. I'm getting in the driver's seat of my life. I can affect my health. I have influence over my health with my lifestyle choices. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out. I'll get help. I'll get support. I'll stick with it. Now, what emotion does that create? Maybe that creates emotions such as Uh, an openness, expansion, inspiration, curiosity from those emotions. Those emotions are going to drive actions such as, wow, let me do some research. Uh, Let me pick up a book. Let me go on YouTube. Let me listen to some awesome podcasts. Let me join a group in the community. Let me hire a coach or a mentor, let me get with a friend and uh, you know, go to a meetup group. Let, let me figure this out, right? All those kinds of actions 
are going to produce momentum and the result might be that you are figuring it out, that you are in the driver's seat of your health, that you are influencing your health and your life. So that is a breakdown of a process called the model. We use that in, in some coaching and it really pinpoints your thoughts, your beliefs. It allows you to be with the knee-jerk, unintentional, patterned thoughts and beliefs. And before jumping too quickly, you know, oh, think positive. No, you got to have a better thought. No, first, you have to know where you're starting to know where you're going. So the first thing we do is just, you know, uncover these kinds of thoughts and beliefs and have mercy and say, of course, it makes me feel that way. Why wouldn't it, right? Why wouldn't that old thought leave me feeling defeated and unworthy and not wanting to do anything? Of course, I feel frozen, right? But I don't have to because after I understand that that's a choice, that's a choice, I can choose differently. So that, folks, is the power of mindset. Uh, it's an overview, but hopefully I broke, down, broke that down enough for you to get in there a little bit more than simply think positive, really connecting the dots between how your thoughts and your beliefs create your results. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Let's switch gears and talk keto and particularly the surge that we see right now uh, in the media, in the mainstream, in some of our grocery stores social media, online, offline, I want to show, uh, share with you personally two things that I love about it, two things that I see room for improvement. Okay, so the two things I love or like about it, number one are the health benefits, okay? And I'm talking about insulin-friendly nutrition. That's what I call the area of my work uh, that I write about and work with folks. Insulin-friendly nutrition. We want our hormone insulin to be so gentle and we want to be so kind to her and we want her to be so subtle and minimal and we want to call upon her only when necessary. And what this means is that when we go high, healthy fat, moderate, healthy protein, and low healthy carbs, as in a keto lifestyle, then we're really getting the best out of insulin-friendly nutrition. And we start to you know, really manage that fatty liver disease that is underneath prediabetes, type 2 diabetes. It's happening with metabolic syndrome, right? So we move from being sugar burners, loading up on processed and refined carbohydrates uh, collectively, and this is what happened from the low-fat, no-fat uh, you know, phenomenon from the 70s, which was uh, drastic and, and dramatically destructive 
to our society. And we move from now being sugar burners to fat burners, right? So I like to say we crave what we feed ourselves rather than the other way around. We crave what we feed ourselves. So the body is going to ask for more of what you're giving it. When it's used to running on sugar, running on carbohydrates, it's simply going to ask for more of it. It's familiar. It's what it knows, right? That's the craving. And that's where we feel, oh, you know, I, I got to eat that. I got to fulfill that craving. Once we get over that mountain, that, that hilltop of bringing that sugar down, aka uh, carbohydrates, you know, and, and grain flours, then we can move into being fat burners and allowing ourselves to get a lot of our energy from high quality fats. So that's the first thing I love about what's going on with keto. Another thing I love are the options right now that I'm seeing both in the grocery stores and uh, these are just particular stores, you know, that really get it and where people are asking, hey, do you have some grain-free alternatives? Hey, do you have low-carbohydrate alternatives? even for like baked goods. Hey, is there bread I can have, right? Are there desserts I can have? And of course, you know, we see this all over social media too. Instagram is flooded with recipes of uh, low carbohydrate, high fat foods. Some grocery stores are, you know, you're now seeing uh, baked goods with almond flour and coconut flour. And we're seeing food sweetened with our sugar alcohols, you know, inulin, uh, erythritol, while also stevia is very good, and monk fruit. And now it really gives us a chance to have, wow, we can have bread, you know, we can have pie, we can have cake. And, uh, you know, there are limitations. I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I think it's really wonderful that we don't have to feel like we are going on a diet to get healthy because diets don't work. They are time limited, they are not long term, and they produce a desperation mentality. Now, two aspects of what's going on in keto right now that I think there is room for improvement. Number one, I see keto being used as a diet. And as I just said, diets don't work. I don't like them. I see people suffering. I suffered many years myself. I came from a family that was high into diet culture. And what I see people doing is using keto as a diet, using keto to lose weight. And while balancing weight is an awesome effect of eating healthy keto, it should not be the forefront because then it becomes another diet. It becomes part of this diet culture mentality and again, is not sustainable, right? And it just focuses on weight loss rather than health. So piggybacking on that, uh, the second area where I see room for improvement is using keto for low carbohydrates while compromising health, while compromising high quality ingredients. Uh, some people call this dirty keto as opposed to clean keto or healthy keto. 
this can be very destructive. It, it does us no good uh, as a community to go on a diet and eat low carb and uh, lose some weight and not be paying attention to our health, not understanding the types of ingredients that we are choosing, not paying attention to rancid oxidized oils such as canola oil, um, you know, bad starches, uh, cornstarch, potato starch, tapioca starch, which are going to raise blood sugar and uh, create inflammation and addiction, uh, all under the umbrella of going low carbohydrate. So we lose weight. We are still in this diet culture. And uh, again, I see that as being destructive. So the room for improvement there is to focus on health and high quality ingredients, not just low carbohydrates, but really knowing what we are consuming before we consume it. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, the makers of my favorite magic elixirs like the Lion's Mane Elixir. Add to coffee, your morning tea, smoothies, shakes, you name it, and watch your anxiety go down and your cognitive function increase. Each of their elixirs are formulated to support various aspects of your health and wellness, from brain function to energy production, relaxation, and more. They're easy to travel with, you can add them to any liquid, and they're pretty tasty too. Use the coupon code KETO, all in caps, for 15% off all things at foursigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. Now, a little bit about my story transitioning from being a long-term vegetarian. I became vegetarian when I was 15. And uh, it's because I, I loved animals, and I still do very much so. And I couldn't wrap myself around animals being killed. And I became vegetarian for a very long time, over three decades. I did eat a little bit of seafood um, for part of that, and I was eating dairy. I was vegan for a couple of years, and I did raw foods for a year, year and a half. and. Honestly, you know, it was a very big part of my identity. I'm very much surprised that that identity changed. I had no room for that identity to change until a couple of years ago when I, could, I just couldn't get on the other side of not feeling well. I had a four-month kind of episode on and off of nausea and throwing up and my blood sugar was high and I was just not getting to the other side. And yes, I ate organic and I ate whole foods and I wasn't eating processed foods. And then, you know, through the influence and, and talks of a couple friends and reflecting on my own intuition, I realized, and it's incredible, but it took me many, many years to realize that I was eating a high carbohydrate food plan. I was not looking at it that way. I was very much into plant-based foods, micronutrients, juicing, which I still believe is all great. But in context, 
with someone, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes 10 years ago. I have reversed it twice uh, holistically, but I manage it and will continue to, to manage insulin resistance for the rest of my life. I did not put together that I was eating a high carbohydrate food plan. If you go from a veggie burger to hummus to, I don't know, you know, sweet potatoes to, I mean, you know, it adds up one carbohydrate after another. And though some of these foods are quote unquote healthy, in context, it depends on where you are on the spectrum with your blood sugar, where you are with metabolic syndrome. So I was not feeling well. I was lying in bed. I had a vision of being underwater in the ocean, pushing my arm up through the water and saying, help. And I thought of the animals and I said, you know, I have not eaten you for 38 years. I might need your help right now. Can you help me? Can your medicine help me? And I decided to take the plunge and go for it. And I launched uh, right into a little bit of organic grass-fed roast beef. And I got to tell you, within three days of changing how I was eating in this particular way, within three days, I felt night and day. I felt incredibly better. My energy level just rose. I felt like I was pulled out of the water and resting on solid, steady ground. And this was just incredible for me. I have not looked back. And that identity of being a vegetarian and loving the animals was an old identity now. And I still love the animals and I bless the animals and I choose my animal proteins very wisely, sustainably. And that's my journey. And it's different for everyone. I know there have been a lot of vegans that have, you know, come over to the other side. And it just might be that for a lot of people, you know, it works for a while, but years down the road, you know, our, our body, mind, spirit systems might not respond well to it. And again, it is individual. Some people can go vegan or vegetarian for a long time and uh, other people cannot. I started writing my book, Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes, a few years ago. And it took me a few years off and on to complete it. I published it this year. It was quite an undertaking, quite a wonderful and demanding project. Wonderful to be holding a book and to be able to share such a tangible piece of work with um, my communities, with all of you. I am honored and, and so humbled uh, to receive an endorsement by Dr. Christian Northrup. And she is the uh, author of Goddesses Never Age and The Wisdom of Menopause and Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. And she says, quote, contrary to what conventional medicine generally believes, type 2 diabetes is reversible, even preventable. All the secrets for how to do this are right here in this engaging book, end of quotes. So that pretty much blew my mind, as you might imagine. So 
My book has 12 holistic practices and that you can use for prevention. You can use for reversal. It's a very easy read. I talk about myths in the health industry. And let me just share perhaps maybe a myth and one of the practices I have. Myth number three is trust your doctor no matter what. And one of the quotes in here by Dr. Uh, Kugan Nugent, I'm not even sure how to say her name. She says, I want to talk to you about one of the biggest myths in medicine. And that is the idea that all we need are more medical breakthroughs and then all of our problems will be solved, right? And that we know is not true. So, you know, what is important here about this myth is that you want to work with a doctor or doctors or practitioners that consider themselves co-participants with you in your treatment, in your healing in your health. And there is not a power over aspect that is being pushed forward, right? You want to work with someone who pays attention to root causes of symptoms and is not merely treating symptoms with Band-Aids, Western medicine, pharmaceuticals, have their place, but when we use them to cover up and treat symptoms, and then we create other symptoms, meanwhile, our condition is progressing underneath. So no, we cannot just blindly trust the man or the woman in the white coat. We have to do this work together, okay? And I'm going to share one practice in my book. This is practice number 13, and it's called Practice Stress Reduction Daily. And the quote that starts this practice by Dr. Albert Schweitzer says, the greatest discovery of any generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering the attitudes of their minds, okay? And I talked a lot about mindset, and when we do stress reduction practices, we shift our mindset and we open up the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Where we're promoting rest and relaxation. We're doing all kinds of good and all kinds of prevention. So the idea is to find practices that work for you. So that might be meditation. That might be walking. That might be walking in nature, deep breathing, yoga, resting, listening to music, stretching, right? You name it, dancing, artwork, writing, whatever it is to you. It has to be a daily practice. The idea is that, you know, we we build a muscle. We don't wait till the stressor arises to then pull out a stress reduction practice. That won't work, right? We have to build the muscle. Uh, We have to practice. So uh, meditation, practice, morning ritual, practice, uh, affirmations, belief work, uh, visualizations uh, in a daily way so that we are using this tool. And when stressors arise, as they do, as they will in our culture, we're better suited to meet the stressor with compassion with gentleness for others and ourselves. 
to keep that blood sugar down, right? Because when we have a high stress response, we have a cortisol release. Our blood pressure goes up. Our blood sugar goes up. Our heartbeat goes up. Plenty of research now about you know, the relationship between stress and health. So what we want to do now is practice daily. And it doesn't have to be two hours a day or even an hour a day. You know, it can be 10, 15, 20 minutes, but we build this in to our lifestyle. So just to uh, come to closure, I have a fun giveaway for everybody listening. And I consider this a pretty cutting edge out-of-the-box checklist of 12 practices that can help you kickstart your health. Your physical health, your mental health can help you prevent or reverse high blood sugar and anything along the metabolic type 2 diabetes spectrum. And I'm going to give you the link for that right now, drnickysteinberger.com forward slash practice. So it's D-R-N-I-C-K-I-S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G-E-R.com slash practice. Grab it. You'll also receive my weekly emails that go out. I do a new topic every week. Uh, This week was the art of perseverance. And next week is going to be recognizing your calling and how that relates to health. So really fun health psychology topics where we are integrating mindset and behavioral practices to step into a healthy lifestyle, a lifestyle being the focus. I hope you've enjoyed what I've shared today and had fun and found it creative and got a few gems. I love to connect. You can find me on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Email me and, you know, I will get into conversation with you. I'll hop on the call with you, give you complimentary discovery call if you're someone that is, you know, interested in coaching uh, by any means I would love to talk to you and support you in your uh, health and healing journey. Prevention is possible, a reversal is possible, and stepping into the driver's seat of your health and life is possible if you say yes and you take that next step. So peaceful healing over and out. Thank you so much again, Leanne, for this takeover, and we will talk again soon. Such a great episode, right? Next up on the podcast, Sunday, February 23rd, we have Isabella Krombach-Teisver, who's taking over the show and sharing the four keys to a balanced life. And on Wednesday, February 26th, I am answering your questions about keto meal plans and putting it to bed on whether or not fatty coffee breaks your fast. So I will see you then and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet and is intended for informational purposes only. 
The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 